Good morning and welcome to another online service here at Haven Campus Church. I hope you're well and keeping safe as always. I'm really excited today because I really believe that the message that God has, has challenged me with is one that some of us may find confronting. But I don't want, to don't want to stray away from the confronting messages because I really do believe that in the confrontation we find great opportunities to grow, to discover ourselves. So I pray that God really speaks to you because he spoke to me this week. I felt as if I was very much playing catch up. He was giving me the points and just hammering me with his, with his thoughts and I was just trying to catch up. So I pray that God really speaks to you. Today we are looking at the woman in the crowd found with the issue of blood found in the book of Matthew, Mark and Luke. And we're going to be jumping into Mark's telling of this story. Mark chapter 5, verse 25. 25. So I pray that um, God speaks to you. But before we do so, let's have a word of prayer and we'll, we'll dive into it. Father God, I just want to, I want to thank you for this time. I want to thank you for this opportunity once again that we get to open up your word. That we get to dive into your scripture to learn more, more about you and to learn more about ourselves. So Lord, speak into this space. May this be a message of what we need to hear, not always what we want to hear. God, us now, Lord, we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's read Mark chapter 5, verse 25. And it says this, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in a crowd and touched his cloak. Because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? You see, the, you see the people crowding against you? He discipled answered, And yet you can ask who touches you? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. As I'm reading scripture, as I'm reading this story, I can't help but think to myself that with this woman, with this situation, how much she would have preferred to have kept her, her condition very much private, how she would have preferred to have kept her situation very much in-house rather to have it become common public knowledge. I can't help and think to myself how she would have preferred for, for no one to have known her situation, but she was unable for it, for it to do so because we read in Scripture that we know about her condition. We know about how she was struggling for 12 years. We know about her, 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 her frustration 
in seeing doctor after doctor, but finding no cure. We know so much about her. And when I read about it, I can't help but feel as if how much she would have preferred it to have remained private. But was, unable, was, but was unable for it to do so. And when I'm thinking, going along this train of thoughts, the thought comes to mind, though we may not deal with a illness like this poor woman, I honestly believe that we all struggle with something privately. There's something we all struggle with personally. Something that we want to keep in-house. Something that we want to keep to ourselves. What we refer to in the poker world as keeping it close to our chests. Fearful of if anyone was to know about it, they would be horrified and would think less of us. We all struggle with something personally if it be a condition, if it be an addiction, a behavior, or even a habit. There is something that we struggle with, that we keep to ourselves. And this poor woman was struggling with something. But because she wasn't able to keep it to herself, it became public knowledge. And as I'm thinking about this, I can't help but think that we, at some degree, enjoy the, the separation between public knowledge of a condition, an illness, an a addiction, or a behavior or habits, because it allows other addictions, other habits, other conditions and illness that are not so obvious we are able to hide. And majority of us deal with the more, I guess, hidden scenarios. And we look at those who are more public and we create this us and them. That the public ones are worse off. The public ones are the ones we need to deal with. The public ones are the ones that we need to address because they're more obvious. And it allows us to feel better about the more private scenarios. But in truth, we all have problems. This woman is singled out, but in reality, we all have things that we are dealing with. The only difference is her scenario is more public. Let me go deeper into it. The book of John chapter 8, we have a situation where a woman is cast out before Jesus. And the crowd are furious and they confront Jesus and asking him, Rabbi, teacher, what must we do with this woman? You see, she was caught in the act of adultery. She was caught red-handed and by Mosaic law, according to the laws of Moses, she needs to be stoned. We need to have her killed. But what do you say, Rabbi? You see, the crowd were frustrated and were angry at this woman. Clearly, she is a sinner, Jesus. Clearly, she is guilty. She is, she, it is obvious, and she was caught in the act. So they begin to pick up stones. 
But in reality, we are all dealing with something, but it's just she is the one that's more obvious. And we begin to pick up stones. Here's another thought. Here we go. So often I find the ones that are picking up the biggest stones are the ones that are hiding the deepest, deepest secrets. There's some real talk there. So they're picking up the stones and Jesus reads into the situation so deeply and he knows and he starts to write in the dirt. And then he goes in saying, you without sin cast the first stone. We, may, we, are, we are maybe able to hide from people. We're able to hide from, from, uh, uh, from the people around us, but we are never able to hide from God because He knows our hearts and He knows that all of us, we all struggle with something. And this woman was dealing with something more public that people had become to know. According to Levitical law, According to Levitical law, she was to isolate herself from everybody. That if anyone was to touch her because of her condition, if anyone was to touch her, they automatically became unclean. If she was to touch anything, if she was to touch a bed, a chair, a desk, automatically that became unclean. So because of her condition, the system isolated her from her friends, her family, and her community. I am thankful we don't live in, a, in, a, in this system anymore. But in truth, so often when we are dealing with pain and suffering that we are keeping to ourselves, that we are so horrified of anyone finding out, no longer is, is it a system keeping us isolated. We isolate ourselves. We keep to ourselves and keep that, that secret hidden and remain in the dark. No longer is it a system isolating us. We are isolating ourselves, thinking that we can deal with it by ourselves, with no one else. I've shared with you in the past about when me and Chris have found out about about our, our condition with Ava in regards to that we were advised to abort her before, obviously before giving birth. We were advised to abort her. And as soon as we were told this information, the first thing me and Carissa did was when we got home, we started to build our walls up. We blamed ourselves Somehow it was our DNA, somehow it was our fault that we had relayed this condition to our daughter. And we locked ourselves out from our family, from our friends, and we built our walls high. No longer is it a system isolating us. We are isolating ourselves, thinking that if we, we shut the world out, if we keep this part hidden, we are able to deal with the pain. But this is a lie. This is a lie. So often, it only prolongs the suffering. It only prolongs the pain. Because we were created to be, to be in community. We were created to support one another. We were created to be with one another. It says in the book of Galatians, chapter 6, verse 2, carry one another's burdens and by doing so you are fulfilling the laws 
of Christ. We lie to ourselves in thinking we are better on our own. We lie to ourselves in thinking by keeping our secrets in the darkness, somehow we will bring healing into that space. But this is a lie because we cannot bring healing when we keep things in the dark. In fact, healing takes a lot longer, takes more time. This woman was dealing with something severe. And she knew that she needed to, to somehow approach Jesus and touch Jesus. But the system was keeping her in place. The system had built walls in front of her, had built boundaries in front of her. And she knew that the only way in order to meet Jesus, to, to reach Jesus, she needed to break those laws. And she needed to run into the crowd. And I want to challenge you this with his thoughts. When we are dealing with private matters, when we're dealing with personal pain that we are for such a long time have kept hidden and locked down and we have built those walls high, one of the, the first steps that we need to take is break those boundaries down and to run into the crowd and to find a place and to find someone we can open up to. We need to break the isolation. We need to break those boundaries. And to find healing in community. Find healing with someone. It took me and Krista at least two weeks before we informed our parents about our situation. And the first thing they did was grab us and hug us. The first thing they did was, was cry with us and pray with us. And that felt good. And healing started. We lie to ourselves and to think that we are better off on our own. But this is a lie. We were created to be in community. We were created, though it is challenging and, and, and it is hard at times because we, in a sense, we are putting our hearts out there. But when we find our safe place for our hearts to land, we allow healing, true healing, to take place. This woman runs into the crowd and she touches the outer garment of Jesus. And the Bible says the moment she does so, she is healed. But Jesus feels that power has left him and he turns into the crowd and, and addresses the crowd and saying, who, touches, who touched me? He didn't know and the disciples didn't know. No one knew who touched him. And this is, a, is an important point because Though she was in the crowd, she was still able to remain anonymous. She was still able to hide. And so often, we are still able to remain anonymous and hidden when we are in, in crowded places. You can still attend a church. You can still be part of a community and still remain anonymous. 
You can still attend church every Saturday and still not know no one and have no one know you. You can remain hidden still. The next challenge, the next step is to find a, a space to find someone to open up to, to develop and start a relationship with in having deeper discussion. That is the next step and it is pivotal and it is critical. You can still remain anonymous within a crowd. And I'm so excited that within the next couple of weeks, the next month or so, we are able to start doing church again. That we're able to open up Haven's doors once again. But let me be straight with you. I am so proud of my church in saying that though the, this, the building has been closed, the church here has been closed, at no, at, at no point have we ever stopped being the church. At no point have we ever, we have, we've, we've stopped being able to meet face to face within this building, but no point have we ever stopped being church. And it, it warms my heart and brings so much joy to me when I read and I talk on the phone and I discover about the online meetings, when I, when I hear about times that we, people have been calling and reaching out and supporting one another. Though we have stopped meeting in this building, at no point have we ever stopped being the church. And that I am so proud of. No point have we ever stopped being the church. You can remain hidden in these walls. But the he true healing takes place when we open up and become the church in action. I want to finish on this last point. I want to finish on this last point. We read in, in verse 26 that this woman jumped here and there to and throw from doctor to doctor. But every time she met, she met one doctor, he had no answers. Every time he met this doctor, they had no answers. In fact, the Bible says that the, her situation became worse. So often... When, we've, when we are struggling with those personal struggles, when we're struggling with those deep secrets, those deep pain of addiction, behavior, habits, condition, whatever it may, it may be. So often we try to bring healing through other means, worldly sources, because we feel as if it's a form of numbing our pain, a form of hiding that sorrow. But it only makes matters worse. There is no equal to God. There is no equal to God. I've been down the path when I've tried to bring self-healing and tried this and tried that. It only makes matters worse. There is no equal to God because only God knows you the way. He, only, only He knows you the way that, that He knows you. Only He will understand you on, a, on that level. Only He sees you the way He sees you. 
no one will be able to connect. No one will be able to understand. No one will be able to sympathize with you the way God can because He is your Heavenly Father and He knows every detail about you. There is no equal to God. And I love it in, in, in the story of the woman at the well where Jesus meets this woman and he starts talking to her about, of, about thirst and about drinking. And, and, and he says, yes, you, you may drink from this water, but you're only going to be thirsty again later. And sooner or later, maybe to later on this evening or maybe tomorrow, you're going to find yourself back at this well because this this water is only temporary. This worldly solution is only temporary. It will only quench your thirst for a short period of time. And sooner or later, you're going to be back here. But if you drink of my water, if you, if you seek and start a relationship with me, I will give you a water that you will never thirst again because out of me flows living water. There is no equal to God. So I want to challenge you. Anyone who may be struggling with, with, a, with a situation that, they've been, that they have kept hidden for such a long time. I want to challenge you to find a safe place. Find a place that is going to receive you, welcome you, open, <laughs> open up, pray with you, because we were created to be in community. And I promise you, you're going to find that place here at Haven Campus Church. You're going to find a place within this community. And secondly, Open up to God because no one will understand you the way he understands you. No one will see you the way he sees you. And when you drink from the living water, you won't need to be drinking from any second grade well because out of him comes living water. There is no equal to God. Let's pray. Father God, I just want to thank you for this time, this opportunity. Once again, we get to open up scripture and we, we've, we've gone into this, this story that reminds us of that. We, are all, we all struggle with something personal. We all struggle with secrets that we keep hidden from everyone else. But Lord, I pray that you give us that courage to, to break those boundaries, to allow to expel that darkness with light that we're able to open up in those safe places where we find people that they are able to care, love, and pray with us. But most of all, Lord, may we turn to you knowing that you see us, that you care for us, and that you love us. And you heal us unlike any other source, being, or person in this world. So, Father God, may we find you we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.